0: Welcome to episode 26 of the RxP Podcast, where three working professionals talk about the video games, movies, and TV shows that they enjoy in their free time. I'm your host for today's episode, Alex, and joining me are my incredible co-hosts, Matt. What's going on? And Tiffany.
1: Falcon and Winter Soldier is an excellent show.
0: And would you say that that show is a crossover of two characters?
1: I would say
0: that. Oh, and on that note, today's main topic are crossovers in entertainment media and cross promotions in entertainment media. And Did by you guys that, plan I mean,
2: this transition right
0: here? No, this this was unplanned. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, you know, natural as they call oh, it. Oh, natural. Exactly. Um, And to further uh, clarify for those of you that may not recognize what we're talking about, it's the idea of different entertainment properties kind of appearing or different characters appearing in the same, I guess, space or universe. So, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier being one example of it, and also something along the lines of Fortnite, for those of you out there that might be aware of all of the promotions that they've been doing with, you know, DC Comics, Marvel Comics, Star Wars, Uh, amongst other things. I don't know what else they've done at this point, but so many things under the sun. And also on the topic of cross-promotion, be on the lookout for a future episode of Pure Review where my two co-hosts here, Matt and Tiffany, will be doing a spoiler breakdown of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So in case you would like to write in and get our co-hosts' thoughts, write into podcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at RxP underscore and let these two know your thoughts and what questions you have and they can talk about it on the peer review.
2: I honestly can't wait to talk about this for peer review because this series and we're just we're three episodes in so we're halfway there. It's it's so good. A friend of mine from work uh, her and her husband started it last night and she's already like oh we're hooked. It's so good.
1: Agree.
0: Okay.
2: And before we
0: get started on the main topic, we will be doing another round of Confidence Auction. And for those of you that don't know what we, the game that we call Confidence Auction, to give you a quick breakdown, I'll be posing my co-hosts here three questions and I'll be telling them the number of correct answers to these questions, at least that I've found from the sources I've researched previously to recording this episode. And each of my co-hosts will be taking turns on bidding how many of the correct answers they think they can guess correctly and until one person concedes or essentially hands over the bid to the other uh, player the other uh, player will then proceed to attempt to guess all of the correct answers up to the number they bid. If they're successful in doing so, they'll win the round. If not, they'll hand over the round to the other player. So it's essentially, as the name suggests, in a marking of how confident are you in answering the question. And in the spirit of the topic of the episode, the uh, questions are all going to be related to crossovers in video games and in particular video games so to start things off for those of you that are familiar with fighting games right a lot of fighting games are known for having guest characters crossover events in that regard right so you have a property and you know super smash brothers being a great one right but that is not the question or game of choice for this question oh, the no. fighting game i'm going to ask my contestants here is soul caliber 6 so oh. this soul caliber is known for their crossovers something i've played personally soul caliber 2 back on the gamecube had link as a guest character and i think on the xbox it had yoda so you know to give a perspective of what the Soul Calibur franchise has done in the past, they've had kind of strange crossovers go on in that regard. But Six being the most recent one that came out, I think, a couple years ago, in particular, only had three guest characters that weren't native to the Soul Calibur universe come to the game. And so to my contestants, how many of the three guest characters can you name? And I'll start things off with Tiffany to bid first. One. Okay, Matt.
2: To be honest, I don't remember anything except for Link and Yoda. I didn't even know they had six of these games. So, Tiffany, please name one Soul Calibur 6 character.
1: Sure. I'm going to guess because I have no idea. Terminator.
0: Ooh, that is incorrect. Terminator has not appeared in Soul Calibur 6. I guess so so the the round goes over to (laughs) matt in a stunningly quick fashion
2: it it feels dirty that feels like a dirty point it's just luck of whoever had to guess first because neither of us had any clue i
1: think alex also felt bad because you're not on the board yet matt so that maybe that's why
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's probably true
0: it was a mercy point
1: (laughs) yeah mercy point
0: uh, to give some perspective on it for those that are a little bit more familiar or might not be familiar with Soul Calibur 6, Soul Calibur as a franchise is very focused on weapons. A lot of the characters wield weapons in the games. So you might think a lot of the guest characters that appear are usually weapon wielding characters. And so the three guest characters that appeared in Soul Calibur 6 are, and these might be the surprise of my uh, co hosts here, the first one being Geralt of Rivia from The really? Witcher. Really?
2: Yes. What? how did I not know that
0: he appeared in Soul Calibur Six? He had his signs. Okay. He used so Ard. When Igni. When did
2: Soul Calibur Six happen? A couple like, years ago, I think so.
0: I think it was sometime in 2019
2: is when he came to the game. Okay, so I've been under a rock for about two years. Got it. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead.
0: Uh, the second character, which you know, I don't know how familiar you two are with it, but it is 2B from, oh, from uh, near automata. automata
1: who okay. publishes soul caliber
2: cap, cap?
0: that's a good question i want to say bandai namco okay i guess I'm that would make 100 familiar with but the I'm, Nier, right? I'm positive i think it's bandai namco
2: publishes soul Calibur. good on um, them to get the witcher that's a huge get yeah
0: Geralt himself jerry of wow. the river wow jerry uh and the third character which is a little bit lesser known but from another fighting game franchise that's kind of stored and has a history behind it is how maru from samurai showdown and so this series recently got a release also a couple years ago so it was a likely kind of crossover to kind of promote both games there but those are the three you know with tiffany's failed guess at guessing the terminator who has appeared in Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, but sadly not, Soul Calibur 6, gives Matt uh, the point for the first round. So the second question, something that I also don't think my co-hosts here are too familiar with, but uh, based on my research, there are six IP, or basically franchises, that have appeared in some fashion, whether it's been an event with a monster or... An actual armor set in Monster Hunter World. So, six different franchises have guest starred in Monster Hunter World. And all I want is, can you, how many of the six franchises can you name? So, I don't care about if you know in what fashion they appeared in Monster Hunter World, but of the six franchises, how many can you name? And again, I'll start with Tiffany since she lost the previous round. So,
1: this is franchises yeah, like. So- just are these like the like, general brand. Yeah. Like a brand. It's a brand well, item. Well,
0: I don't think of brand in that way. It's just like these are video game crossovers. So Ooh.
1: is it with another video game company?
0: Or like franchise? So I want like which six franchises have made an appearance in Monster Hunter World. Is
1: it like a video game? Alex, and I've I'll, never played Monster Hunter World. Like, right, but these are
0: popular franchises that you are aware of. I know you recognize all of these. So I just want, like, the series. Man.
1: Then I'll say one.
2: Okay. Ugh, gosh. I think I know one. I think I know one. Do you know two? I I know. I'm
0: willing to bet two?
2: I know I don't know two. I also kind of still feel dirty about just giving it to Tiffany and she might also know one um but i'll take my chance with Tiffany not knowing one so go ahead Tiffany
1: that's a great <laughs> play sir um because can you tell me what monster hunter pub- is that bandai namco
0: Monster Hunter is published by Capcom. Capcom?
1: Oh Capcom. Okay. I'm I don't know one, but it's a franchise that I'm aware of and it's a monster hunting game. So I'm going to guess Mega Man.
0: That is incorrect. Mega Man has not appeared. Oh, wait, no, no, no. No, never mind. I just realized. So, based on my research, Mega Man, I did not come across Mega Man, but you're 100% right. In Monster Hunter World, there was a Mega Man palico outfit. You could make your cat friend look like Mega Man. So, I will give it to you. Wow. That is correct. You gain one point on the board. Okay.
1: Look at that. Wait, how did you forget? Mega Man, while you were searching, but remember Mega Man in this instant.
0: So, I guess the, the Wikipedia, I looked these up via Wikipedia articles, whether it's like fandom wikis or whatnot, and I realized that it didn't appear on that list, but I remember it because it was when the game came out. This was one of the, I think, pre order bonuses that came with the game. That you could get uh, the Mega, Mega Man, Man outfit, outfit for your palette co. And he looked all, like, he looked slightly pixelated and everything. But it was hilarious to watch him run around behind you. So that Listen, is correct.
1: Pulled it out. Nice. I'm b- hashtag blessed.
2: I'm impressed. Yeah, you know? It's <laughs> you
0: know, not one of the six I had listed you know? here, but. Good on you for catching that. Also, you know, I'm ashamed slightly myself that I almost forgot it. But you just saying that did make me remember that that is a correct answer. So the six I had listed here and Tiffany was on a great track with thinking about Capcom because two of the Capcom related franchises I've listed here are Street Fighter in that both there was a Ryu and Sakura character layered armor so you could look like these characters, and That's there was cool. an Hadouken emote that you could do Hadouken. that actually dealt damage to the monsters. Was cool. it a
2: lot of damage or just like...
0: No, it was actually a joke. I think it does one damage.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally one damage. <laughs> <laughs> but it was That's an awesome. emote where they actually throw the
0: Hadoken out and you Hadouken. can damage enemies with it. Nice. Um, so there, I remember when those came out, there were a lot of fun videos of people kind of calculating how much damage the monster was at, and actually getting the killing blow with the Hadouken. Nice. Um, And the other Capcom franchise is double may cry. And you could get a armor set for Dante and look like him. And I think there was also a long sword that uh, was modeled off Dante's long sword that was available as well. And some of the other ones that I know that my uh, co-hosts here would uh, be Potentially aware of are Horizon Zero Dawn. There was a okay. armor set oh. that let you look like Aloy.
1: Had no idea, but okay. Uh, yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure it was only armor set. There might have been a bow weapon as well, right? Because Aloy uses a bow in Horizon Zero Dawn. But as far as I know, there's that. Uh, there's a crossover with Final Fantasy XIV. So I if you said Final only Fantasy, the only one I that I was thinking
2: that. of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there was, I think, a Dragoon layered armor set crossover and there was actually a behemoth monster fight. So they oh. you could fight behemoth in pretty uh, cool. Monster Hunter. And likewise, there was actually a raid in Final Fantasy Fourteen where you fought Rathalos. So a nice
1: okay. little double crossover I rec- action game. I there. recognize the name Rathalos or the yeah. word Rathalos. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, was he was he the one that was in Super Smash Brothers Brawl? We see a boss in and ultimate. the classic mode. In Ultimate. Uh, sorry, in Ultimate. ultimate. Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was the, okay. the dragon-looking monster. Wyvern-looking
0: gotcha. monster in Ultimate. Excuse gotcha. me. Gotcha. They're not dragons. They're wyverns. Very mm.
1: different, distinct creatures. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Uh, the other property would be Assassin's Creed, and in particular, Assassin's Creed Origins, where you could get the armor set that was modeled after the main character, or one of the main characters, I guess, Bayek, so you could look like an assassin there. Sweet. And once again, if you were keen on the first question, there was a crossover with The Witcher 3 where you could get a uh, Geralt's armor set so you could look like a Witcher. Huh. And there was actually a crossover with the Leshin monster. The ancient Leshin was oh, a- cool. F- you could fight it in Monster Hunter World. Nice. I like wow. it. Wow.
1: CD Projekt Red was making moves back then, you know?
0: Yeah. All right. So one to one, it comes down to the third question. Who would
1: have thought? All the drama. All Who the drama. Thought.
0: And if the audience listeners out there could tell, you know, I kind of started with a hard question and a slightly, you know, less hard question. Right. You know, more answers available. But this question, I know my co-hosts have played this game, both of them, and if they've been keen on paying attention. They should, you know, be able to get this, you know, relatively more easily than the first two questions. And that is outfit crossovers or crossover outfits in Fall Guys. And so when I wrote, when I did the research on this, there were actually less outfits than have now been released. And so I'm not sure if. I'm pretty sure I'm aware of some of the newer outfits that have come out for it. But if my co-hosts do come up with answers with uh, outfits that I'm not listed here, then I will take their word for it and say that they are in the game. And therefore, I just missed it. But right here, I have 15 properties listed. And actually, technically, a bonus 16th. But the outfit hasn't been released yet. But I will count it if you can you know, listed. So I have 15 properties here that they have released outfits in Fall Guys for these games.
1: So when you say, like, outfits, you're not... Or, like, properties. You don't mean, like, Santa. Like, you mean, like, actual... No, no. So these are all,
0: like, video games or media properties. So, like, movies or TV shows.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So I have 15 listed here. If yours isn't on the list, I'll take your word for it. I know there's there's a lot, but I'm pretty sure this is... Covers most of them, if not all. But I guess you guys will let me know. Uh, but yeah, fifteen listed here. A bonus sixteenth. But I, if you can guess it, that's great. But I wasn't gonna include it because it hasn't officially released yet. But they have okay. announced it. Okay. As of the time of this recording.
1: So, so who's starting?
0: Well, I'm since uh, Tiffany guessed correct or earned the last point. I'll give Matt uh, first guess,
2: first bid for this question. Uh, I'll go
1: three. I'm going to say five.
2: Oof. Uh, I'll go six. Seven. Wow, you're really confident <laughs> on that. Uh, I'm trying to think in my head all the ones that I know of. I don't know how many were released in the beginning when I wasn't playing it. I'm trying to think of the ones that have been released so far. And these are, like, out of some of them that you were kind of like, oh, that's, like, this game or movie. Would those count? Or do they have to be officially licensed outfits? No,
0: yeah. These are official, like, partnered skins. So not just, like, a nod or an ode. But this is something where... They've said this is this character from this property.
2: Interesting. Okay, so I think that cuts down a lot potentially, in my mind. <laughs> um, go ahead, seven then.
1: Okay. First off, I'm I'm also thinking of personal branding outfits. So will you give me ninja as an outfit?
0: No. Oh, and wait. Oh, having, oh, oh, No, Ninja. Oh, the, you mean Ninja as in the streamer Ninja? Yeah,
1: the streamer Ninja and Mr. Beast. I the, did not
0: think of those, but I will count them. I will count them as Mr. I'm aware Beast that they. Yeah. And Ninja, Ninja as, and Mr. Beast, the streamer and YouTubers. Yes. Yes, I will count them. Because
1: those they're too. personal brands. You know, and I I do not
0: have them listed, but I will count them. So those are two answers.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, My friend Pedro, the banana costume, Um, recently Murder by Numbers Scout, which is another Mediatonic property. uh, I recommend Murder by Numbers. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, It's a pit cross game and you solve a murder mystery. And then I have Grease.
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: that, That game. So I have two more, right? Um, Peabody from Portal.
0: Or that is correct. I- I'll just, I was looking for just Portal, but you named the character, but that's fine.
1: And then lastly, we can't forget <laughs> that bullet thing from Enter the Gungeon.
0: Is it from Enter the yes, Gungeon? Yes, nice. that is correct. That is the seventh answer as you bid. <laughs> So oh, Tiffany man. wins this round and wins this game of confidence auction and gets another tally on the running tally. Okay, listen, and-
1: I know I was pulling it from my rear end about Mr Beast and Ninja, but like I was like, those two like straight up have a skin, like those have to count.
2: Yeah, <laughs> who's Mr. I don't even know who Mr. Beast is.
1: Dude, he's this YouTuber that makes so much money that his YouTube videos are about him giving people money. I was I I was in what's, a whole what's his skin? It just is his brand. He is... So, Mr. Beast is his YouTube name, and he has... His brand is, like, this panther or this tiger, like, with a lightning bolt, like, in it okay. or something. And so, like, I, the character has, like, a, a, ja, like a bomber jacket with that logo nice. or something like that. Um, because he got enough likes on Twitter or something and, like, cool. donated money and all that jazz.
0: All right. So, Matt has... Yet to earn a tally on the board with the running total of games that yeah. like we've been playing, but maybe he'll have better uh, luck next time. Uh, just to quickly go over. Wait,
1: the hold other... on. Did Matt? Matt? Did you have any other properties that I didn't name?
2: Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I had Cuphead, of course. Oh, uh, that's correct. <laughs> I didn't I know. Like the Untitled Goose Game has their skin. That is oh, also correct. Yeah. Shovel Knight comes out this weekend, so that is that the one. bonus
0: one. Yes.
2: Okay. Um, I had so a couple movie properties that I don't know if they counted, but there's a Godzilla skin that is and correct. So, I
0: would have counted
2: it, and then there's also in this season pass there is a thing that is a nod to Men in Black, but I didn't think that it would count. No, that so, would have counted. So that's why I let you play because then I had to enter the dungeon and. I had one more that you said, but I don't remember which one. But yeah. Greece
1: or Pedro, the banana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Banana? Yeah. So okay. that
2: would have been six, it seems.
0: Yeah. Uh, funny you mentioned the pass for um, uh, Fall Guys because a skin I would have counted that is in the pass is Among Us. There is yeah. an Among Us skin oh, in the pass. Oh, yeah. That's true. And Excellent. some of the other titles that you guys didn't mention but would have definitely counted are Doom, there is the Kakademon oh, yes. and yes. the Doomslayer in there as a skin. Uh the messenger with his wide brim straw hat. Uh Sonic himself is a skin oh, in the how game. Could I
1: forget Sonic or Sanic.
0: San- yeah, he yes. he looks more like Sanic. <laughs> in looks in more in like Sanic. <laughs> He's a little, you know, long in the torso. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. not typical of a, a Sonic. So he definitely seems like a Sonic. Um, I have also Gato Robato, the uh, robotic cat. And there is Team Fortress. You have the Scout as a, as a character. And also Hotline Miami, the rooster from Hotline Miami, is a outfit oh. early on. And also, early on, is Half-Life, and in the form of Alex from Half-Life, Alex is in the game.
1: Oh, that's right. That was literally the first, like, legendary First featured one. skin. Yeah. Really? if yeah. you uh,
0: pre-order the game on PC, you got Gordon Freeman with the head crab as a skin as well. But I, w- I would have taken either if you named Gordon or Alex. They're both from Half-Life, so... Yeah, Sweet. those are some of the fun properties that have crossed over into Fall Guys' outfit. You could either have earned at some point or bought at some point. And with that, we are now moving on to the, the main topic of the show, you know, crossovers in media. So not just games, even though this the conference auction was focused on games, but movies, TV shows. And, you know, to my co-host here, what are some crossover slash cross promotions have you enjoyed what are some, do you guys have stuff that really sticks out to say this was a fun combination of properties
2: i think the best crossover is super smash brothers ultimate like honestly when i think of a crossover that does it all well is that game because it's just like an homage to gaming where you have mario but you also have the real sonic and then you know, in the same battle, you can face off against Sephiroth, and in the same battle, oh, wait, here comes Banjo-Kazooie, like, coming down, like, it's, it's just crazy what type of properties they get, and they've gotten a lot of PlayStation IPs over, you know, they've been in talks with Xbox, getting Banjo back onto a Nintendo platform, and kind of the works that they do, not only to make the characters, but to make the levels, and then to make you know, all the soundtracks available, like Persona, like I, that's all I know about Persona is from Super Smash Brothers Ultimate because Joker was released on it. And I feel like that's the sign of a good crossover is when you play all these things and you can respect, you know, where it comes from just because of how well it was done in that crossover.
1: So I. I kind of want to agree with you, but, like, I think I have a better crossover than that. But in the same vein of fighting games, I agree that Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is, like, literally the ultimate homage to games and the fighting. And there's two other games that have sort of tried to do this, and I don't know that it fully made as much of an impact. Now, the two fighting games I'm talking about are Final Fantasy Dissidia and... The Jump Force game. So Jump Force is like this anime game that like there's a comic publishing. Well, there's like a magazine in Japan called Shonen Jump. And Shonen is like means boy. And basically all the manga that gets published in that magazine are all like, you know, male protagonists. Like, you know, Naruto, Bleach, D. Gray Man. Um, you know, all these really popular sh- shonen or boy titles that also came, you know, started coming to America and Jump Force has, you know, freaking Naruto fighting, um, Goku fighting, Goku? Frieza fighting, um, you know, Ichigo is in there, like other people, like basically they combined or made a smash brothers if you will of all these manga characters and anime characters and i was so excited when i heard about it because previously there was like this game called jump all stars that was for like the 3ds or um you know the game boy systems and i never was able to get that because i don't even know if they released that in america but i was such a big fan of those anime series i don't think that game really like did well though Mm -hmm. like I was even like, should I buy it at $60? I never did. I told myself, oh, I'll just wait till it's on sale. It's gone on sale. But I was like, wait, who's even playing this anymore? You know what I mean? Like, Smash Brothers has such a large reach and a large audience that I feel like I could, like, people would be more willing to pick up and play if I was like, yo, I'm going to bring my Switch over and I'll bring Smash. And they're like, yeah, like, bring it. You know what I mean? Versus like versus Jump Force which no one else really know. I feel like it's also kind of a niche group, I guess, cuz it's anime. Yeah. You know, not not as widespread. And Final Fantasy Decidia, when I heard about that game combining every single like protagonist from Final Fantasy games, you know, into this fighting game that's like potentially also multiplayer cuz you can do 3v3. I I bought it. I've i demoed it and i liked it i was terrible at it i bought it and then played it for like an hour like i don't think that got the traction either even though it was set up to be really cool you know what i mean like we've all played final fantasy games and we all have our own favorite final fantasy and like seeing them all in the game together was awesome but i i don't know like what are your thoughts on that alex
0: I think it's really great that you mentioned it, because to be honest, I completely forgot about it as a like crossover title, but you're 100% right with the fact that they have protagonists and antagonists from across the Final Fantasy series, You know, going from 1 all the way up to 15 in mm-hmm. the most recent release. I think it's Dissidia NT. And yeah, I agree with you in that it's such a great idea, right? Because everyone has their favorite Final Fantasy, right? It's usually the first Final Fantasy you played, and so it's always the argument of saying, "No, my the protagonist of my favorite Final Fantasy is way better than your protagonist of your favorite Final Fantasy," and they can sell the score in Dissidia because that gives them the opportunity to have you know Squall fight cloud fight lightning flight titus you know and just so on and so forth on top of that including some of the uh antagonists in the games right like ultimecia from 8 and then also uh seymour from 10 and things of that nature and so it's such a great idea and i do agree that i think it's how the game was designed more so it's kind of an arcade fighter where I think it's designed kind of for that Japanese audience where these are going to be in arcades, right? And you have like three people kind of sitting down versus another three people at another set of stations. Mm -hmm, And it's mm -hmm. sort of trying to support that kind of style. But, you know, from a home console environment, it's not typically the best, right? Because I know there's voice chat, but, you know, you're probably not uh, talking or you don't get that same experience, I think, what they're going for.
2: Yeah, I feel like fighting games are made for crossovers because you know yeah. you've kind of you've kind of talked about uh, mortal kombat i feel like mortal kombat recently has done a lot of really good crossovers like you've got the joker in there and you've got the terminator like you have all these crazy things the the reason i think that S- smash brothers is kind of a tier above some of the other examples is that you kind of n- n- hit the nail on the head that a lot of those other games are very niche audience. Like, if you like anime, if you like JRPGs, which is a very small subset of most gamers. Like, most gamers have picked up a Mario game, or if they were in the Sega generation, they've picked up a Sonic game, you know? Or maybe they are into JRPGs, so they'll really find something with Cloud, or maybe they're with, you know, like, there's so many different niches that Super Smash Bros. kind of brings it all together. So for me, like the biggest thing that I love about uh, Super Smash Brothers is that I play it with all kinds of gamers. Like I play it with the most casual of gamers and some, some of them haven't played since Piranha Plant was 2D. And now, you know, Piranha Plant is 3D and you can actually play it as a character. Uh, Or, you know, I've played with gamers that are, you know, kind of more on my, my end of like playing games that, come out recently and you know really knowing different types of games but I, I just think it's such a good melting pot that kind of brings those worlds but the coolest thing about all of these fighter games crossovers is that this is when your creativity is kind of put on display because then you can have those matchups you can have you know leon versus cloud like you're talking about or like you can have sephiroth versus cloud and super smash brothers ultimate um, and you can just have those moments. You can't have Waluigi versus Wario because Nintendo's a bunch of cowards and won't release Waluigi. Uh, no one wants No one wants, Waluigi, Matt. No it's, one the wants it's the meme. It's the meme. But I think it's I think it's such a cool cool thing, a cool concept. And I feel like because of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, you have a bunch of gamers that want new games of these characters. Because I feel like there's a lot of people that want Earthbounds to come back in Nintendo. And I feel like if uh, Ness and um, Lucas weren't in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, there wouldn't be as much of an outcry. That's just my personal opinion. As a Lucas mean.
0: <laughs> and on the... Kind of sticking to video games for me as well. Uh, the ultimate Disney crossover that I thoroughly enjoy... The entire franchise, Kingdom Hearts.
2: Yes, so good. Where in what
0: other game can you say I'm playing a spiky-haired teenage boy fighting these unknown enemies called the Heartless, alongside you know the likes of Beast, you know Sully and Peter Mike Pan. Wazowski, and oh even Captain gosh. Jack Sparrow. You know, like how I, can you I, deny the opportunity that Kingdom Hearts just by it? Existing about, and I I think I've mentioned Kingdom Hearts previously on another episode. You know my love for it as a just as a franchise, and not to delve too much back into it again. But just no, to let's delve into that. it. Let's go. Well, I'm just... like
1: embarrassed <laughs> that I didn't even remember about that I, about Kingdom I'm, Like,
2: I'm also embarrassed. I feel like if we did a Venn diagram of the three of us, our Kingdom video Hearts game, is literally Hearts in the is center. Right in the middle. Yeah, like there's a little Disney symbol right in the middle of our yeah. Venn diagram. <laughs>
1: Right. the best got me yeah. into con- console gaming <laughs> yeah.
0: and just to go over again you know yeah what what a great time what a great experience of as i mentioned before to re experience these disney properties again in a different way that you know you love might it. love the movies you might love the tv shows that you know spin offs and everything but where else can you go through these worlds right and see kind of the reimagining of you know of You know, ancient China in Mulan, right? When you're going through that of land Uh, of dragons, or you're going through uh,
1: the land of Corona. Yeah, the land of Corona, the kingdom
0: of Corona. You know, and seeing the lanterns and doing even the dancing mini game, even though if you might not like it for those of you out there that don't, but just having a good jolly time. That Kingdom Hearts provides, you know, mm-hmm. with these Disney properties, and with all these acquisitions, right? Of you know, kind of Marvel being more into the fold and Star Wars coming into the fold, are we going to see in a Kingdom Hearts four? Darth Kingdom Hearts Vader
2: four is going to be crazy.
0: Will, will we be? Will we get a like lightsaber shaped keyblade? Uh, like, is that going to happen? my Yes, please, Disney, uh, please let Square do this. Let Numura continue this wild ride that is Kingdom Hearts and give me Darth Vader in Kingdom Hearts 4. I'm just saying, I'm putting it the, out there.
2: The thing is, I, I 100% think they're going to do Star Wars for Kingdom Hearts 4 when it comes out to, you know, consoles. The problem is, what I'm worried about, is that it's going to be based on the new trilogy. It's not going to be based on Darth Vader or even the Clone Wars. I, I feel like it's going to be like following ray palpatine and, like palpatine being alive but just in a chair you know like <laughs> all those things
0: i mean hey and you know
2: i'll take it i i'll, you've, I'll you've, I say yeah that we've covered
0: it. in the past <laughs> we're not completely you're literally it, but like any, it's gonna be trash but give it to me like,
2: it's <laughs> gonna be trash i'm gonna love <laughs> yeah i'm gonna love I every mean, moment
0: when you see star wielding that lightsaber keyblade that's going to make your day right there.
2: I feel like you're going to go into this, right? And you're going to hear Donald go, that's no moon or whatever he said. Like, I can't. Even, I didn't even want to try his voice. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> you're going to put it like, as the punchliner. You're going to oh see Donald. God. It's, it's going to be, be
0: Donald like, and R2-D2 just making noises. Uh, and then everyone no, else being st- like, <gasps> we don't understand what either of them are saying. What's happening? oh
1: my god make it happen square it's gonna be a dark screen and
2: all you're gonna hear is this and it's the green keyblade oh it's gonna be sweet
1: oh my god i well okay honestly kind of segueing off of that so when i you know said earlier the you know smash bros i but like the greatest crossover of all time listen we the audience knows mcu the marvel cinematic universe that is one of the greatest it literally told us that media that visual media movies can create a crossover universe you know like it, i i i feel like that the first avengers movies even kick started like dc tv wb universe or whatever to start doing crossovers you know with the flash and the arrow i feel like they were starting working towards that after they saw what marvel could do i mean listen audience can fact check me right in at at gmail.com. you know let me know if i got my facts wrong but marvel has shown us what a tapestry magnificently woven can do you know what I mean? Like that first Avengers movie is always gonna have a soft spot in my heart. Mm-hmm. Seeing, seeing Iron Man respond to Thor, just saying, "Does mother, does mother wear's your drapes or whatever," and then Thor talking about Loki being like, "Yo, he's my brother," and then them saying like he murdered thousands of people, and he's like, "He's adopted." You know, those conversations. Mm-hmm amazing like chef's kiss and then infinity war and end game god just so and just a little like teaser for falcon winter soldier they're just dropping those cameos mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's not just falcon and winter soldier you got some other people showing up and it is it's making me real happy
2: well i, like, I think i i will start this sit by saying completely agree like i think that the mcu if we're separating TV shows, movies, and video games. I feel like Smash Ultimate video games has got a a stake there. But 100% agree. Their movies have changed since the MCU became a thing. Uh, The coolest thing about the MCU for me was that my sister and I actually played a lot of Marvel's Ultimate Alliance back in the day. And that came out six years before the Avengers game or Avengers movie came out. So we were seeing some of these interactions but you know the game was you know very arcadey wasn't great but it's still a game that if i replayed today i'd probably like this sucks really bad but like it had such a soft part because like my sister and i who my sister didn't really play that many games like we played through it and we like get to learn about some of these characters and you know we're also watching you know maybe an animated movie or animated TV shows of the X-Men. Like we were watching X-Men Evolution at the same time that Marvel's Ultimate Alliance was happening, seeing those same characters. And then six years later, Avengers drops and MCU is just blowing up. At that point, they're releasing, what, two or three movies each year until last year you know like they have absolutely blown up and completely changed the game to the point where the DC universe which i've always been a D- big DC fan it just it's not working the DC universe they just haven't been able to they haven't taken the time to set the framework that the MCU did and because of that their big 4 hour movie is just a 4 hour movie i guess
0: you know on that note of crossover is not working, and I guess it's more of a cross promotion, but in Final Fantasy 15, there are two notable cross promotions in the game, which Tiffany would not know because she
2: has not finished playing Final Fantasy 15. Why
1: would you put Air My Dirty Laundry like that? Yeah, like, geez.
2: It was on last episode, too, so it's okay.
1: But yeah, some people might not listen to you that know, one. Easter eggs. <laughs> no. Easter
2: it could be the the <laughs> main Easter last crossover
0: week. that I am unsatisfied with. That I think did not work at all was the Coleman camping gear cameo, and it's that thing where one of the major uh, features of Final Fantasy fifteen is right. It's the this idea of you know these four guys going on a road trip, bros, and, you know, man, what, they're bros. What, yeah, exactly. And what is an essential part of a road trip? None other than camping. And when these boys go camping, of course, they got to have their Coleman camping gear. And I'm like, <laughs> hold on. What, what do you mean we're in this fantasy world? I mean, you're driving this nice luxury car. You're going camping. But nowhere would it make sense to me of why did why did Square decide to do a partnership with Coleman and just have that branded, you know, you know canteen and like Mm -hmm. like why to me it just felt like it really detracted from the experience of what may otherwise be a great kind of road trip style game with the the boys and it's something that i felt kind of pulled away and on top of that not as you know invasive as the coleman camping gear was right (laughs) and it was the cup noodle Crossover as well, like Cup Noodle was in the game, and they went so far as to let you have a Cup Noodle helmet that you could equip on the uh, Noctis that looked absolutely ridiculous. If you look up screenshots of this helmet of cup it's literally like the cup mm-hmm. noodle just Listen, on his head as i love protective a good cup wear. noodle
1: okay i love a good cup noodle and
0: yeah i have nothing against cup noodle i just don't it just was so odd and like these two things in final fantasy 15 which you know obviously had more faults than just these cross promotions but i think had these cross promotion, cross promotions have not been in there at least i've been a two less things mm. that would have made the game slightly better
2: I I almost like when they don't get a promotion and they almost blatantly rip something off but change like a small detail. So like they'll have the Coleman logo and like the colors and everything, but then they'll change it to like Chocobo Man or something and that like puts it in that world. Like that to me, I just have so much enjoyment being like, what do you think that they're, what's that brand? Oh my gosh, they're like ripping off Coleman. That's hilarious. Yeah.
0: And I think a franchise that does that well is Fallout, right? I think there's a lot of things in Fallout that kind of like Nuka-Cola, yeah. right? And I think things like that where they obviously, you know, they're not officially licensed. It's not an official kind of joint venture, but Mm -hmm. they have these kind of fun nods where even though it is kind of uh, a realistic post-apocalyptic America that there's these kind of fun twists on these brands that you might recognize, but it isn't officially in there. So I Mm -hmm. think that's a much better way of doing it. As Matt mentioned, kind of maybe they had Chocobo man or Chocobo man instead of Coleman, but it would have been a a better way of doing it rather than just having Coleman stare me right at the face as I'm looking at Ignis's great cooking, you know?
1: I mean, so basically you want, you would rather have a parody of a brand than the actual brand.
2: 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't also,
2: think... I, I can't remember exactly, like an exact example, but I do know that this happens. is when they license, and I think maybe even the Tony Hawk games, like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater one, I believe. I think they had license licensing in that game and some of those licenses went away like those brands were no longer a thing and it's almost like a blast of the past where like you boot up your like n64 or something and you're like oh my gosh i remember when we actually had that
1: (laughs) but like for tony hawk like isn't that world building because it's like pretty real like you don't think
2: yeah i guess that's right
1: like you know in terms of pro skating like you would see someone's skateboard maybe have a giant
2: oh they're like billboards it's like billboards (laughs) Uh, of the same brand and then those same billboards are everywhere and on benches and like everything
1: yeah i'm not i mean like i i don't have as much strong feelings or as alex does about product placement um sometimes i'm just like you know what they just need to make some money or like help get this game funded so they're just (laughs) right Making those and deals.
0: Not, not to say I'm completely against it, because I think one form of product placement that I think is fine and not as invasive as Coleman is in Final Fantasy is uh, League of Legends. And League of Legends actually partnered with Louis Vuitton and released a few Louis Vuitton skins where it's actually you know the, the pattern and everything, the LV and the kind of ornate design that is known on their products. As uh, cosmetic elements in these skins that are sold in League of Legends, and so I think in that way, I know it's obviously it's a skin, right? So there is kind of concessions that you make to say, oh, uh, these are kind of alternate forms of these characters, obviously not canon. So it's just kind of a fun thing. Uh, and on the flip side of that, right, they did release actual clothing, like Louis Vuitton released clothing, obviously way very too expensive. expensive. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's kind of that fun crossover where it's like, hey, for those of you that can't afford it, here's a way to get these kind of unique products that we're going to sell for a limited time, uh, both in game and in real life. And so I think that's kind of one uh, more fun way of not being as, you know, impeding of the content as uh, some other ways that uh, brands might be portrayed in games. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, And on that note, are there any crossovers that haven't happened yet that you would like to see? And I want to start this off really quickly because I know I don't have a lot to say about it because I just want to get it out there. And people have mentioned it, you know, in the public sphere. And that is, I want a PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale 2. I know a lot of people don't like the first one, me included. I played it. I own it for PS3 and it wasn't great. Obviously, it was kind of a a ripoff of Super Smash Brothers, as Matt Mm -hmm. mentioned previously, being, you know, one of the basically first and foremost best crossovers in games. But I think there's potential. I think Sony, especially now, has created a lot of strong brands, a lot of strong characters. And I think as long as there is a strong kind of redesign of the combat of the gameplay that a PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale 2 could do well.
2: Hmm. Okay, I, I mean like, Oh, oh good. Good. Well,
1: I was just going to this is kind of a low ball here, but you know, when Alex was talking about Sora and Vader like chilling, like I just want to spin-off Kingdom Hearts game with some Final Fantasy character like playing with mm-hmm. all the Avengers <laughs> or something, you know, like each <sighs> world like as going to Asgard, going to Avengers Tower, all that jazz. Like I'd be I'd be down for some JRPG goodness mixed mm-hmm. in with the mcu that'd be
2: I, really neat i, I kind of miss the final fantasy characters in kingdom, that's, arts that's like, ki- kingdom Hearts 3 that's also true because kingdom arts 1 when i replayed that probably a year and a half ago maybe at the very beginning of last year i started replaying it again and i was almost surprised by how many final fantasy characters were in there you had you know yuffie you had leon you had cloud and you had all these great character moments and then fast forward to Kingdom Hearts 3 and it's like, where'd they go? I missed them because like that duality of everything of the completely cartoony and then the completely realistic Final Fantasy is just uh, a cool, cool little nod. Uh, One last one that I really liked crossover that I would love to see another one is Diddy Kong racing. I know a lot of people like there, it's like a cult classic. I feel like like there are people that will die on that hill diddy kong racing and i i really enjoy it personally i think this was back in rare's heyday of the 90s early 2000s when they were they were the developer that you went through they had donkey kong of course they like had all the donkey kong country and then you know donkey kong 64 which i love a lot of people don't uh they had banjo they actually had a lot of these characters and like kind of side characters come and be part of your kart racers. There was no special abilities like they were basically just skins, but it was such a cool and fun little spin-off that kind of gave either Crash Team Racing or Mario Kart a run for its money. And uh I would just love to see a little bit more diversity because I love Mario Kart and Mario Kart 8 which I don't know when we're ever going to get a Mario Kart 9.
1: Yeah, we need a Mario Kart 9.
2: Yeah. Even if Mario Kart 9 wants to do kind of like the ultimate, where it's not just all Mario characters. I love that they brought Link into Mario Kart 8, but I would love to see other Nintendo franchises or maybe like some other franchise altogether. Like, why can't we have Cloud with like his motorbike from Final Fantasy VII and um, Advent Children, like that motorbike with all the swords and everything, that would be sweet. Like, I would love to see just some sort of versatility or not versatility, diversity in Mario Kart. Because Mario Kart, let's be honest, Mario Kart has always run better than Crash Team Racing, has always run better than Diddy Kong Racing. So it's, if we want to just double down, let's make it Mario Kart Ultimate. And it'll be right next to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate.
0: It feels like Nintendo's more like Mario Kart 9. Oh
1: my god, I can't believe you just...
2: Sales in Germany go way up.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Make it stop.
0: All right, on that note, I think that brings us to the end of this episode 26 of the RxP podcast. If you guys out there have some crossovers that you enjoy or that you dislike, you know, like me and Coleman Camping Gear and Final Fantasy 15, let us know at our email, rxp.podcast at gmail.com, or let us know by tweeting at us at rxp underscore podcast. And until next time, take care.
2: Wow, Jerry.
1: I know I was pulling it from my rear end. That's no moon,